0: Just when you think you've heard everything about DeFi, along comes another protocol claiming to do it even better. And that might be accurate when it comes to AVA. Stani Kulichov of AVA joins us today to share the vision of the platform and how some are developing Tamagotchi-like NFTs in the DeFi world. So let's jump down the DeFi rabbit hole once more and toss some NFTs in while we're at it. See how far they fall. Open up and say AVA. For episode number four hundred and ninety-five of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two. Who's bad? Is it snowing where you are? Well, I don't know if it's snowing where I am either, but this is the Sunday show, and it's supposed to be snowing in Denver today coordinate this on Thursday because Sir Lord Travis Wright is going to be on an aeroplane to the Ukraine, the Ukraine.
1: Right. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to the Mexico and then I'm going to go to the Texas. We covered this in the last show, but it is
0: Ukraine. Well, I'm closing Uh, the loop, uh, right? Closing the loop. Closing the loop. Ah, ah. And that'll lead us right into Animoca Brands, the global leader in branded blockchain gaming. You know, they are the creators of many gaming projects. You can see everything they've got going on at AnimocaBrands.com. And that includes F1 Delta Time. It also includes, they have actually announced, because they have secured the the ownership of the Quid app, Q-U-I-D-D, that apparently they're going to blockchainify the quit app, Sir Lord Travis.
1: Yeah, there are a ton of assets over there. And uh, I believe they have 7 million users and over 3.1, 3.1 billion digital assets since 2015 or 2016. And um, yeah, uh, Animoca acquired them not long ago. And now they're going to be blockchainifying some things. So that's interesting. That is uh, that is something to be keep an eye on. If you're paying attention to things and like to have an eye on things, that's the thing mm-hmm. to have an eye
0: on. Check out what they've got going on at AnimocaBrands.com, and we got a great interview for you today. Before we hop into it, Sir Lord Travis is going to tell you why you should try AnyTask.com for your next freelance graphic design hire.
1: Yeah, you need some stuff done? Go to AnyTask.com, powered by Electronium. The freelancers get paid in Electronium. You can do tasks starting at a dollar. And uh, you can get all kinds of tasks done on anytask.com.
0: Excellent. As I said, great interview today with Stani Kulichov of AVA. And here's a game. we have got a drinking game for you. Every time we pronounced AVA wrong, whether we say Ave or Ave, you get to drink. So gather your friends around and enjoy this interview because you're going to be shit faced on the other side. <laughs> uh, I call it A-A-V. <laughs> Travis, I had a great joke set up to start this segment, but after discovering what I just discovered, I'm afraid it's not going to be any good. Well, you actually
1: told us the joke and it wasn't any good anyway.
0: I'm going to tell it anyway. (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. Hey, Travis. (laughs) What's Fonzie's favorite crypto? You're supposed to go. I don't know, Joel. What's Fonzie's favorite crypto? And then I say, Ave, and then and you know, then I say that that's not what it's called. That's not the name of the crypto. So it's not the name of the crypto, and it's not funny. It's it's Ave Maria. <laughs> Something. Uh, <else. laughs> yeah, and here to play along as we talk about Ave is Stanik Kulichov. He's the founder and CEO of Ave. They're an open source, non custodial liquidity market protocol to earn interest on your cryptos, on your deposits, and to borrow assets. He was studying law at the University of Helsinki over there in Finland when he got into Ethereum, and he started exploring how it could impact the traditional financial system. In 2017, he released ETHLEND, one of the first DeFi apps ever in the whole history of infinity. And since then, he's made it his mission to create tools for an open, transparent, and equitable financial ecosystem through Aave Protocol. I really want it to be called Aave, but it's not. Stani, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you. Thank you,
2: Joe. Thank
0: you, Travis. Uh, Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, now you know why we're bad.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this is bad in a in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's all good.
0: Excellent. Well, we're glad you're here, and uh, you know, I kind of talked a little bit about what the the mission is here, but why don't you give us your uh, your elevator speech and break it down into simple English for those of us in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia? What is Ave?
2: Yeah, so um, Ave is a protocol which is uh, running currently on. Uh, Ethereum uh, based on smart contracts, smart contracts, so multiple smart contracts that are governed by uh, the Aave token holders. And governance means pretty much like how those uh, th- 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 those contracts can be changed. For example, so in essence, what a user can do at, with the Aave protocol is to uh, deposit uh, cryptographic assets and and see them grow. So so practically, it's uh, interest uh, income. Traditionally, we've seen well. Uh, uh, that, uh, you know, you have your cryptocurrencies and you're you're holding because you believe in them. And it's just a nice way to get more cash flow into your holdings. That's what's uh, kind of like our protocol is all all about.
1: So DeFi is, is really huge, right? There's so much going on in the whole crypto world. It seems like DeFi and NFTs have been taking over the whole space. And so... Maybe tell us how you guys are doing flash loans over there, and what does it mean flash loans?
2: Yeah, so flash loans is definitely one of the most complex things in our protocol. Like as a you know product offering, we have like normal lending borrowing. So let's say you, you deposit assets and you see them grow, and then against your assets you can also borrow. Uh, so you have like credit line, but also there's this concept of flash loans, what you mentioned, is that uh, roughly 70% of the assets that are in the uh, protocol uh, are actually not borrowed out. So they're just there uh, as collateral for for making sure that the protocol is solvent. So what, what uh, we can do is, is we can let other uh, smart contracts, other users, uh, uh, other products in, in, in the DeFi space actually borrow those funds, which is the limitation that they have to do it in one effect transaction which which means that you, you borrow on one transaction and in the same transaction you are repaying the loan it's, it's it's basically very very short period of loan to do something on one one block space so that's that, that's how complex it is <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so complex Joel doesn't have his next question
0: well um <laughs> i'm looking i'm logged in on the site here and looking at it it's at ave dot com dot com and you can click to to log into the markets here and see the the various uh really it leads with stable coins because stable coins offer the most interest i've noticed this on other apps as well like uh like celsius and a crypto.com you know where you can deposit money there my, my first question is why did the stable coins die usdc true usd usdt pay so much more than um you know coins like like bitcoin which is the you know the big daddy the big kahuna in the space
2: yeah so, so basically uh I think the main reason is that there is in, in DeFi space, there's just more demand at the moment uh to, to borrow stable coins and against uh against collaterals that are uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. So it it means that there there are more value in, in, in holding, let's say, Ethereum and Bitcoin and then borrowing stable liquidity to finance something. So so the, the is is one of the uh, w- one of the kind of like a uh, representations of, of the protocol, so we see the data here, and you can access the same protocol with with different wallets and other DeFi applications. But what 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 happens here is is that if you look at like ASIC specifically, uh, most of our uh, protocol uh, users they are using Bitcoin, Ethereum as a collateral to to borrow stablecoins. So. So it's kind of like a, a, a way to get uh, liquidity without selling your positions. And when you look at like uh, non-DeFi, let's say centralized finance, they have a bit different way to uh, collateralize things because they also went out without collateralization. So some clients might not have collateralization or less collateral requirement because of the fact that uh, it's, uh, it's a bit different kind of uh, uh, you know, risk appetite there. But here, mainly like in DeFi, uh, users are just putting ETH and Bitcoin as a plateau and, and then borrowing stable points. And that's the most uh, kind of like consumed asset at the moment. So there's like, a, if you look at the, the past 30-day rates, USDC, uh, 11%, that's, that's, that's very big compared to what, uh, let's say, traditional finance offers in their savings products. It's just like, a, there's a big arbitrage at the
1: moment. Mm. It's a way to get sick gains on your stable coins. <laughs> it's nice. So I'm yeah. looking at the website. let's say, let's say, Stani, we're we're completely bad. We have no clue. Somebody's listening to the show and they're like, I'm looking at the website right now. I don't understand. So explain what is the deposit APY, the variable borrow APY, and the stable borrow APY. And what what do those numbers mean? And how much and how long does it take for them to
2: get those numbers? Yep. So <clears throat> So for example, we see the, the second asset USDC. So the deposit APY means the annual percentage yield. So if you deposit now uh, with the current liquidity, that means that the, the, the current demand in the protocol, you're getting uh, 11.10%. And then there's the past 30-day range which calculates the average 30 days. And the variable borrow means that uh, practically uh, you might be borrowing uh, when you deposit it to the Aave protocol, you can actually borrow other assets. And that's the rate that you are borrowing at, at that moment. And then the stable rate is practically, if you don't want to have a variable rate, but, variable rate, but you want to have control on how much you're paying over a longer period of time, then you are using the stable rate. So in essence, like you're earning right away. So once you do the de- deposit, uh, so, so take off this Aave.com just as a, Kind of a representation of what's happening on the blockchain the same way as that wallet is a representation of what you have in in the blockchain so you go here you press the deposit and and you approve it and you deposit it if you have the funds and that's it you're earning and you can withdraw the next block the next transaction can be even withdrawal. that's the these are like reserves so let's say if you deposit USDC you know there's always more uh, m- more assets in the in the reserve so we see now the the Version uh, two, uh, USDC uh, market size is two fifty two million, and two hundred thirty two million is the total borrowed. So there is a uh, twenty million overheads there. So if you deposit there, let's say one hundred thousand, you can withdraw it because there is a uh, liquidity.
0: Finances are so fun and and can be complicated if you don't understand you know what you're doing. So of course everybody you know make sure you are really. Educate yourself about this there's a lot of stuff you can read on the site
2: yeah i agree on the educational part i i actually don't recommend to use defy at all or even c unless unless actually uh, you, you know like what the hell you're doing and and that's the thing because if we are not educated enough like why even use use anything that 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 uh financial i mean that's like you always decrease when you're with with uh Dealing with decentralized finance, there's this mm-hmm. smart contract risk, the blockchain risk. It's all risk, so you well, always let's, need to let's, risk let's first. Let's
0: talk about that—the risk. You know, so when I put funds into Ave or Celsius or Crypto.com, these are not—I don't believe there's any FDIC insurance, right? Our, you know, our government likes to take care of us like we're little children and doesn't want us to, you know, take risks, and they want to create the safety net, um, you know, from the big bad corporate world and so our bank deposits are insured by the government up to by the Federal Reserve really up to a certain amount. What what could go wrong with DeFi that somebody could lose all their money? Like let what is the doomsday scenario?
2: There there's multiple risks associated. So first of all like when because it's all code developed by, you know, developers uh various, let's say, in the other protocol, for example, uh, we have a, a community of developers, we have the the, the founding team as, as developers as well. Of course, like when you produce this code, that's actually like how the, your financial interaction and transactions will work. And what what it means is that if there's some failure in the code, uh, a possible bug or exploit, that could be fatal for the funds. And, and what's important when you look at DeFi is that not all of the projects are kind of like designed the same way, or maybe they, they might be more experimental than others. Our, our basically goal has been uh, within the community to, uh, to use best practices. So normally you have two smart contract audits uh, from independent uh, auditors. Uh, we have actually five in the version two, and also we have the formal verification, which is kind of like a mathematical way uh, to, to prove that some of the design patterns work as expected. So this is just the, the technical uh, risk. Then of course, there's the economical. So what, what does the protocol do? So what is the economical behavior of, of the protocol? In, in our protocol case is, is when you deposit funds there, so USDC, uh, those deposits, when they are borrowed out by, by other uh, consumers, like basically other users, what happens is that they are placing a collateral. And, and this collateral usually is uh, above what you are borrowing out. So you might be long position on ETH that you don't want to sell or WBTC, let's say uh, 20,000 and you want to borrow 10,000 worth of uh, stable coins because you want to buy the latest NFTs uh, or, or whatever, whatever is your finance purpose. And, and, it, and here, so, so we have the certain amount of debt in the protocol, but also the like a collateral that are backing the protocol. Now, the risk is also here that if the collateral value decreases enough, uh, the protocol might become uh, unsolvent, insolvent. But to avoid this, there is a network of liquidators that are competing to liquidate positions. And this means that if you don't refill as a user uh, your borrow position by adding more collateral or re- repay a bit of your loan, uh, what happens is that then there is uh, liquidator that comes uh, takes the collateral and puts back to the protocol whatever you borrowed. So you, you didn't make a loss maybe there because your collateral is the same value as you borrowed. Uh, but then again, you know, you kind of like if you want to regain, you, you would have to borrow, buy that same amount of collateral, the, the asset that you, that the liquidator took from somewhere else. This is more a bit technical, but that's the kind of like a risks that involved. And the, the protocol, technical, uh, uh, economical risks, yeah, and there's always a risk
0: that the whole blockchain will fail. Like, if it didn't come so fail. They don't <laughs> I mean, you know, so I guess the, the follow-up to this would be, what are the odds? You know, because as we're, we're you know, measuring risk, we have to go, okay, uh, yes, there's risk, but the odds of this happening are really, you know, small, uh, which obviously that's what people who are participating in DeFi are or feeling right that yeah this could happen, but the odds of it are negligible and not likely. Is that is that the prevailing attitude that allows this to to prosper?
2: So I I, I think in overall the uh, the the kind of probability depends uh, quite a lot on the on the. On, on the software itself the protocol itself like how it's built like uh uh and, and what kind of like security there is how many audits there are but over time you know because those smart contract uh co- contracts are actually public which means that any, anyone can actually look at, into them and 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 pretty much uh see that uh how they're built and and find bugs if there is there's bug bounties that uh, many of the uh community members are participating in and over time if there's nothing serious has been happened you know the these protocols like the the uh, probability decreases and at the same time also uh, like the i, I would say it's, it's, it's kind of like a the lindy effect so you know as, as as the you know as the software becomes older it becomes more stable and i, I think this is the case here as well uh, unless you innovate. And and the difficult part is that in DeFi, you, it's kind of like a constant competition where the co- different communities and, and the protocols, they're competing to innovate uh, as much as possible because there's always something new to be built. And this is also that introduces uh, more risk into these uh, systems.
1: You know, looking through this website, looking through the documents, there's just so much stuff going on. That uh, you know, this is an intricate, intricate platform, and you know you can go in. Borrowers can borrowers can go in and and get some money, and, and and you can actually you know loan your money out and earn some money. How does Ave earn money?
2: Yeah, so practically, when 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 we are talking about Ave, we are talking about the 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 Ave community as as the token holders that are owning the protocol, governing the protocol mainly. So there is, on every interest that is repaid back uh, to the protocol, there is a certain amount of interest that is set aside, which is called a reserve factor. And and this means that uh, uh, when it goes aside, it means it goes to a treasury smart contract, which is governed by the uh, token holders, and then they can decide what to do with this treasury. So one of the things is that the community can decide by voting uh, on chain, which means that they 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 gather together uh and and, and basically su- submit their tokens signatures and then vote on certain kind of like proposals. Uh these proposals could be uh a new grant program for developers to build new features, uh grant program for uh s- some other uh unit that wants to develop the, the protocol and and it 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 might be actually even like a any kind of like interesting maybe it could be like distributing uh, part of the part of the the uh, collected uh, uh reserve factor to somehow back to the uh, token holders that doesn't haven't ha- happened yet but also like as a like the, the key component here is that the other token holders they are uh participating in in risk-based decisions so whenever they are creating proposals on chain and also they're voting they're either adding or subtracting risk uh from or to the protocol. And at the same time, they can transfer the risk to themselves by staking into the safety module. And safety module, when they stake Aave, they earn more Aave. And and what happens is that if there's some sort of like a shortfall event, failed liquidation, uh, some sort of uh, security vulnerability, uh, 30% of those safety module funds can be slashed and and then uh, sent to the protocol to make the protocol whole again. So this is the kind of like idea that you know if there's something still could happen there's still this this backstopping mechanism uh by the the community and that's it's kind of like a bespoke model like as an insurance but uh it's it's pretty uh pretty interesting
0: yeah well i mean certainly DeFi is hot you guys appear to be doing it uh well because uh, the token is is growing and it's going to be interesting to see how this Shakes out in the years to come, you know, if the government is uh, the, the governments, I should say, of the world are going to step in and add any kind of regulation to DeFi because you know we can't have people making their own choices, right? That would just be that would just be a horrible thing if people decided what to do with uh, with their own money. And can uh, <laughs> sense the sarcasm there; it's dialed up to eleven. Uh, is there anything else that you would like people to know about Av?
2: Yeah, I think well, in terms of like regulation, I think there's like I definitely think like protocols are not the like the most efficient place to regulate. For example, it's difficult to regulate Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, and let's say uh, regulate really decentralized protocols where you know the 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 ownership of of that protocol is in the the hands of the community. But you know, people are building businesses around these protocols. Let's say if you have a centralized exchange that is uh lending and borrowing uh, sorry uh, converting uh you know funds uh fiat funds into crypto i mean those are regulated under money transmitters if there is a uh for example lending and borrowing uh, activity or let's say custodian activity that might have some regulation in certain jurisdictions so I think it's it's kind of like a the, the, the way to think about it is that decentralized finance is and decentralized technologies where they're actually really decentralized. So it's not about putting a DeFi sticker into a protocol and, and saying that it's decentralized, that doesn't solve anything, but actually like truly, truly decentralized stuff in the extent that you know there isn't like a one person or one party that that basically governs the these protocols. Uh, you know, it's kind of like an ocean and, and then this uh, more centralized entities are kind of like the ports you know that are actually more have more 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 saying on on what they offer to their users and might take custody of the funds but i think it boils down to the kind of like also like a finance as a human right in the sense that you should be able to control your finance but then you should be able to also choose that if you want to give give the the that say gives to someone someone else to handle that's fine but you, you should have the actual First try right, to, to actually keep the keys yourself, when it comes to Bitcoin, Ethereum, or just using decentralized finance. And I, I think like uh, in in terms of like what what I like people to know about Ave, uh, I think uh, I recommend to get in get introduced into the the governance itself and how these protocols are working, how they operate, what makes DeFi interesting. I mean, there is functions like the fact that you have uh, permissionless access and and it. And, and also like a transparent markets where you see the exposures, how much collateral there is in the system and what are the interest rates and those can't be arbitrarily changed. Uh, these are like powerful things that empower not just finance, but uh, like after finance is solved, like many of the other things that are uh, coming into the on-chain ecosystem. So maybe that's kind of like my, my message. Sir
0: Lord I'm Travis, muted. any further questions?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have a
2: question. So uh, what about this? So
1: I, I saw some things called avagachis, and there's some NFT stuff that's going on. What and it's like those old school Tamagotchi things? Like how are NFTs being woven through your platform?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> avagachis is an interesting project. So uh, I think it was a year ago when we were participating in one of these uh, ETH Global Hackathon as a mentoring and and helping uh, developers to to create new kind of hacks products on, on, on Ethereum and DeFi, uh, there was one project that actually created this interesting hack where you could, you know, in, in, in when you look at the, the other protocol, you might have, uh, yield on USDC, you might have yield on, uh, DAI, and maybe now temporarily, let's say USDC is h- twice as higher or higher at, than DAI, for example, this other stable coin. And it's, it's, it's both are like USD, uh, USD tied stable coins. So they, they have this USD, indicative value and, and then they just have different kind of a yield there so it's a five percent difference it might be a few percent difference and one of the applications that they build as a hack is that you could swap your um your, your position if you deposit it deposited uh, let's say usdc you could swap easily to the deposit of uh, usdt and that works because uh, when you deposit usdc into other you get the so-called A tokens so you get the equal amount of uh, AUSD C, and that grows in your wallet balance. So we we kind of uh, created it algorithmically that way, and you could just swap it that token to AUSDT. So you're you're earning on on tether yield and A die, then you're earning on die yield, and so forth. So they created a a a uh, protocol on top of the other protocol where you could swap those positions, and they noticed that. Even though they created it very easy to do, no one was actually there, wasn't that much traction. And they were thinking, like, how we could actually you know, incentivize folks to do that. And they tried to think about, like, creating some sort of collectibles, NFTs, and one thing led to another. And then they actually, like, one day were thinking, like, what about, what about we, if, if we just actually create a, uh, like a new ecosystem? Uh, where people are getting collectibles and they're incentivized to do good things like saving money or doing something else. And, and what they did is actually they created this uh, uh, kind of like a idea where you get this uh, portals and portals are like card packs where you can, you, when you, you buy a portal, you get this, uh, the, the portal with let's say five to 10 or so Avogaches uh, the and they're like this ghost collectibles, pixelized ghosts. But to, to actually use the, those ghosts and move around the ecosystem, you need to unlock them, and to unlock them, uh, you need to stake uh, funds into the other protocol. So you need to actually deposit and earn, and the more you earn, the, the better saver you are. The, the quicker you unlock those those avocados, and some of the avocados they have different kind of properties. Some are unlocking quicker, uh, some are slower, and also they have this kind of like a different priority. And you can wear them. You can you can uh, there's like a consumables, wearables, and it's a complete. Diff- it's a complete, like a different metaverse. You know, I could imagine someone else creating just a uh, battle royale game and invites uh, Avagachi's there, and you know, it's it's, it's like an extension of that NFT ecosystem. And this is a good example how to bridge NFTs and DeFi in a in a very very positive way.
0: That's a great question, Sir Lord Travis, because I had wondered if the Avagachi was related and it is indeed DeFi powered if you guys want to check it out um you can go to avagachi.com a-a-v-e-g-o-t-c-h-i.com and we'll have a link to that in the show notes but this is an independent project right this is not an official of um uh, initiative this is somebody built this on your chain
2: yeah so 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 pretty much they are they're just uh using the the protocol because i mean the, the, the protocol is you know it's it's permissionless there is no one to to kind of like uh there's no gatekeepers on 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 allowing or not allowing uh developers to build things and and they just build it on top and it's like it's getting a lot of fraction it's like <laughs> a lot of people are excited about that and it's, it's it's it makes me happy to see like like the power of of like nfts like you could use them in in many many ways and this is just one example. I, I could I could imagine that this ecosystem will grow quite exponentially during the next next year or so.
0: We don't know anything about NFTs. Well I don't even know what it stands for. so <laughs> Travis Not learn- fun things. <laughs> non fungible <laughs> Travis. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I have another question. So if if you were starting out on this or maybe you're even advanced, like what would be a great strategy with utilizing Ava? Like, is there, is there like some way you go, okay, you know what? Like right now looking at what I'm seeing on the website, like what's a really good thing to do? Do you, or, or is there a place that, 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 uh, your community members are going and discussing what are some of the optimal things to do at any one given time?
2: I think the best communications is at discord. So it's, it's basically, it's a place where, where these things could be discussed and 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 you know like questions and tele- we have telegram groups uh there's sort of discussions on twitter there's this the the there is a lot of uh material there so i i think there's quite quite a lot of stuff where where people can learn to start from learning and and understanding you know the ecosystem and and kind of the idea behind because once you, once you understand the idea of like 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 controlling Keeping the finance in your own hands and understanding like what you're interacting with and and what what uh, what kind of value it brings to you and the whole ecosystem that makes the the kind of like a shift in in to, towards better uh, financial uh, you know products and protocols and if we have better finance we also have more, like more efficient other things because finance is just one thing that empowers I mean future will empower nft ecosystem it might empower the the way we work what i love about nft is, is that it's a way for creators to join the ecosystem without actually having to have let's say sir like a to convert certain amount of uh, uh like a, it requires less of a fun like fund based uh conversion so let's say you don't have to come with uh, into the ecosystem with with uh like a uh, to convert your assets, your your fiat assets into cryptocurrencies, you could just create some interesting art for collectibles or whatever, because NFTs can be actually many more things. And then someone will buy it because they appreciate what you're doing, and then you know you get this uh, cryptographic assets in return. You know you get paid for that, and then you are in the system. You know it's kind of like I could imagine like at some point, maybe ten years from now, like people who are doing their first jobs, or maybe even uh, in five years, you know, quicker, you know, you, you, you could actually choose, like some people might have their first jobs, even like in, in on chain, like uh, ecosystem. So I, I think we're moving towards that direction. And I, the NFT ecosystem just shows, shows the creators, like how you can empower, but I could imagine like uh, a lot of, uh, you know, work could be settled transaction wise on, on chain.
1: Joel, I wonder what, what uh Jimmy Song would ask right now. Can you harness your inner Jimmy Song?
0: <laughs> if it was Jimmy Song asking, I don't think he would be asking. He would just be sh- you know, shaking his head. Jimmy Song doesn't like Ethereum, doesn't like DeFi, doesn't like NFTs, doesn't like anything. So I don't he even loves think it was God in Bitcoin. I think there be the question would be why am I still here? That that would be <laughs> his question. <laughs> It would it would have walked out the door. Here's my uh, my really probing question. Uh, you have you guys have advisors, right?
2: Mm-hmm. We don't have advisors. We don't like we. I, I mean, kind of like what the what the other community. I mean, it's uh, there. There is some very smart people there. You know, we don't have like actually like the team doesn't have advisors. Uh, that's that's something we don't have at the moment okay because
0: if you did you'd have to call them avisers,
2: right <laughs> yeah or like uh we, the community usually calls themselves like avengers so that's pretty, pretty uh, funny all right the
0: avengers Ooh, that's nice nice
1: you get the infinity stones and 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 then you stake the infinity stones and uh, you <laughs> earn other things and you get earn- a thanos
0: nft yeah that's good yeah. very nice yeah <laughs> Excellent. Well, Stani, thanks so much for coming on, filling us in on all the DeFi goodness. And you guys can go to Av dot com. Check it out for yourself. I think we keep
1: calling it different things. Okay, I think buddy. Ave, Av, Ava. <laughs> <Ave. laughs> I think we've called it four things this show. So there you go. Pick one of them. Folks and it's co- a sound
0: co- you make when somebody pushes you off the cliff. Ah, uh. that's what the doctor says. When they <laughs> open up and say, va. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know we told you we were bad. It's baked right into the branding, so. I love this.
2: Yeah, it makes you. It makes it easier for you as well. That's
0: that's why we're here. We're here to make life easier yeah. for you.
2: Very true. Yeah.
0: Stani. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I had a drink every time we said, ah, the wrong Travis. And I am ah.
1: uh, I am an ah, not. ave, I got nothing. have
0: Travis. So, stay bad. <laughs> wait, we're not done yet. Oh, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> the show's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, I love you, man. You're giving me a drink. I love you, man. You know what? You know what else I love, Travis? Well, what was that? I, I love sending cryptos to people. I love when they get the bitcoins. I love. It. I send them fifty dollars in bitcoins because they they go to the snore up. No, e, What's the e, name, e- of Edera. name? Edera. Edera. Etoro. E- they go to e- Toro, Toro. They go to Bora Bora, <laughs> and they get the cryptos, and. And we send them the monies. We send them the Bitcoins for, ah, you can't get, ah, on eToro, though.
1: But you can go to badco.in forward slash eToro and get $50 worth of Bitcoin. And I, if you had done it when we first told you about it, you'd have much more Bitcoin in your wallet now than you do. So I, I, finally do it.
0: I you sober up so fast. <laughs> it's called fake drunk. Oh, this Travis episode, and Joel. This episode brought to you we're really not drunk.com, but maybe next time we will be. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. We're glad that you're here as the Republic of Bad Cryptopia continues to spread its talons across the Earth, across the galaxy, across the universe, into infinity, and maybe a little beyond. You know, I don't know if we're going to get sued by Disney for saying that. But we're glad you're here. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the next show where Travis will be in the Ukraine. So I think maybe in Russian you should tell people, you know, how we get out of the show.